this is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. That was a little tricky, wasn't it? It was. It sounded really good. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is so fun. Uh, Look, everybody, this is a very special show for all of you out there. And I want to be very clear. This show has been given the care and the love. And the show is Accountability Aging. I cannot even tell you. At the time I started to talk with Michelle about prepping for this show, I had no idea that I would be put smack in the middle of a caring situation. But today is the day that we talk about accountability aging. Dropping dead is not a plan. That's not a plan. That's not it. Michelle Magner joining me here today. Michelle, look, this is a body of work for you. It's a life passion. Um, I had no idea when you and I were talking that I would be on a plane to New Jersey to do the exact thing that you coach people about. I had no idea. But today's show is seriously important, isn't it? It really is important. It's a conversation I don't feel like we're having often enough or in detail enough. So I'm very excited to bring it to your audience. Okay. So when we think about this and we think about stepping out of the gate and we look at what it is we want to say to people about this today, Let's get everybody on board with why we're even having the conversation. What's changed? Well, what has changed is we are living longer than we have ever lived before, and we do not have the infrastructure or systems in place to really sustain aging in the manner in which we are currently doing it. There's not enough buildings. There's not enough care people to help us. So really for each of us as individuals to be accountable is critically important. We cannot continue on this path because it's it's literally unsustainable. In the world we live in, as we look at this, there are many things that have changed. Life expectancy has changed, but there are other things that have changed. You know, things have changed, but I don't know that we have changed to keep up with the changing things. Do you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. So for example, we knew that our population was gonna be aging. So in 1935, the president at the time implemented social security where people could draw down on that at age 65 when the life expectancy for that year was 59 years of age. So people haven't changed, but because our longevity is now upon us, our narrative that continues to be handed down has got to change. You know, people start complaining about being old when they're in their 30s. Their 30s, which totally made sense if your life expectancy was 59. Well, we need to add decades to that. So I can tell you 
one of the things that has massively changed is while chronologically we are getting older, we don't feel that old. Like we our brains are not caught up with our chronological age. And we have marketing that is just constantly jammed down our throat, telling us that we're old, that we need to be certain, you know, doing certain things or thinking a certain way. And it's all made up, this whole anti-aging narrative that continues. It's not yeah. serving us. It's not working for us. You know, I did a whole talk not too long ago. And again, another unexpected talk right before I got on a plane to come to New Jersey to do care for my dearest friend. But I did a talk on time. And I realize that time is a man-made, person-made construct. But you mm -hmm. have been doing this. This is not. This has been a passion for you for a long time. You're an expert in the field. You talk about this. You speak about this. You coach people about this. You work with clients about this. You weave the ins and outs of a tapestry that sometimes is knotted up and a little bit torn. And I wanted to to ask you about this today because this title, accountability aging, dropping debt is not a plan. It's not a plan, but there are so many things that are still not brought to the forefront. Beyond right. self-perceptions, what are some of the challenges you've seen over the span of your profession and career that really made you decide, I have got to say more and do more about this? You know, working in senior living for seven years and watching people come into rehabs where they have either illness or a medical incident or accident, what have you, we are just not aging the same. We may chronologically be similar, but um, our mindsets, our attitudes about aging are very different. And people while you may not be training for a gold medal, at some point, there's a solid chance you're going to be standing next to a physical therapist behind a walker trying to rehab yourself. So why are we aging so differently? What is the difference? And, you know, six in 10 adults have a chronic disease. And this is according to the CDC. And four in 10 have two or more chronic diseases. And what I think that people need to really be paying attention to are what those risk factors are. According to the CDC, they're tobacco, poor nutrition, lack of physical activity, and excessive alcohol use. All of those are behavioral changed, changes that we can be making. They're all tied back to like when we wake up in the morning, how are we feeling? How are you doing today? And what do you want to do to make the most of today? Because maybe you are 73, maybe you are 89, maybe you are 51 like me, right? What do you want today to look like? And what do you want the future to hold for yourself? Yeah. And, you know, look, this is something that we can talk about. But the reality of what you are talking about is once upon a time, it was a concept and hence Social Security and everything else. Then the rules of the game changed and people changed, longevity changed, medicine changed. So here we are. We're living to phenomenal ages. Um, and I'm not just talking about countries where people lived like over 100, like regularly, because that's a different conversation. But we're talking about being in the modern world and not being set up or have tools or have any idea of what's involved. Do you find that beyond denial, mm -hmm that people just don't have a sense of what's involved and therefore they don't have a sense on how quickly they can go into burnout. 
Right. Well, especially as we age and the people that are in our life are also aging, we get into this cycle of caregiver stress and burnout. Um, layered in with that denial, loneliness is at epidemic levels. That was a massive problem before the pandemic. And people are underestimating the impact that loneliness is having on them. It's the equivalent of six alcoholic beverages a day or 15 cigarettes a day. That's the health impact of loneliness. And while people may be reluctant to participate, there is a biological aspect of aging that is undeniable. Like we just, it's happening whether we like it or not. And there's a business side to getting older. So having a little bit more information and really collecting the tools and resources that you need can make a game changing difference in your trajectory. You know, I'm not a rocket scientist, Dr. Pat, but what I understand is if that rocket is just an inch off when it takes off, it is going to careen to a completely different place. Oh my gosh. Have you ever been in the desert, Michelle? Have you ever been in the desert? Let me it's tell you what happens. Oh my gosh. You just brought something up. That example you used is exactly right. An inch, even a quarter inch in the desert. If you are off a quarter of an inch, you think you're walking a straight line, you're going to end up in a totally different state. But you know where we are today and what we're talking about day today also became a passion and a purpose for you. That's why podcasts, your own show, doing things, all the episodes you've already done mm -hmm. is to educate and inform. What what caused you to see this as an ultimatum action? I don't mean, oh, just be kind of cool to look at this right now, right? right. I'm not talking about that. I yeah. never expected to be in New Jersey for two months doing what I'm doing. Right. But thanks to you, I was a little bit more prepared. Well, I'm so grateful for those kind words. I have been a family caregiver for over 20 years. I was the primary power of attorney, care partner for both of my grandmothers, and then most recently, my in-laws. My mother-in-law had a dementia diagnosis in 2016, and I watched my father-in-law as he was caring for her at home and the toll it took on his health. Well, he passed away before she did, which is not uncommon for care partners, caregivers to, to die first. And the week he was dying, Dr. Pat, he asked me, am I your cautionary tale? And this is the rocket fuel on my mission, which is to help people really wake up and have an awareness about how are you taking care of yourself today? If you are in that family caregiver role on your own aging journey, he had a cough for one year that he didn't go get checked out because he didn't want to be a burden to anybody or put anybody out asking us to come in and hang out with her, right? Well, you know, the diagnosis, the disease process ensues, she's gone, he's gone. What a disaster. So oh that gosh. is really my motivation is to just get to as many people as quickly as possible to share with them this message mm -hmm. that there are choices, and yeah. being accountable as you're aging is going to have a huge impact on your family, um, on your own health, and on your future. I, I got to tell you, you have no idea. We don't have time during this show, but we but we are going to do another show where where I can acknowledge you and the work you do and how educated I become in just a short time prepping for this show and your podcast. Um, but I want to stop a minute because let's tell people how they can get a hold of you what you do, how you're getting the word out. 
Absolutely. I don't know where I would be here in New Jersey if I didn't spend the time with you. It wouldn't have even been on my radar, Michelle. It would not have been there at all. And I know that you helped me save myself in mm -hmm. caring for somebody that I didn't think and nobody else did would make it the next day. Yeah, I'm I'm so grateful um, that my work has had that impact on you because really one person's trajectory, we know, you know, your audience is so aware that our energy, it's the butterfly effect, right? The yeah. ripple effect that that has on everybody. And my podcast is called Inspired Caring. It's really about finding that inspiration to care for yourself as you are caring for someone else. Um, and really, my website um, directs people towards some of the courses that I offer, which is michellemagner.com. Only one L in Michelle. Tricky. <laughs> That's tricky, but it's michellemagner.com. Only one L in Michelle. Yeah. Look, I'm excited about what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. I'm very excited about what we're what we're about to talk about. We're going to take a very, very short break here so that people can hear more about you. And when we come back, I want to talk about successful aging. Mm. And I want to talk about it in the context of some of the things that you will be talking about in your upcoming show. You know, how you move beyond the point of denial. How does a family intervene? Do you know when to do it or when not? How do you know how to make tough decisions? Not all of these are going to be talked about today, but we are going to talk about mindfulness. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Do you need help navigating the challenges of aging family members? Michelle Magner is a recognized expert in the field of caregiving. She understands the challenges we face as we care for those we love and shares her experiences with gerontology, dementia, and conscious aging through her podcast, Inspired Caring. Her one-on-one -on -one and group coaching programs equip you with the tools to handle stress and burnout with clarity and confidence. Visit michellemagner.com. Everybody, welcome back. I am so glad you're going to hear so much more about Michelle. But I want to just say, please, please get ready for upcoming podcasts, everything she's doing. And again, we said this before, if you want to find out more about her, it's Michelle with one L, like right there, Magner, it's M-A-G-N-E-R.com, MichelleMagner.com. You just go over there, everything is there, podcasts, previous podcasts, we've got them on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Everything about this, and there's so much more to come. Why? Because this is a conversation that very few people know how to have, and very few people want to know how to have it, because denial is number one. So we're going to hop right over to this, and we're going to talk about self-care and mindfulness. These are these are two peas in a pod, mm -hmm. and they don't, they, they don't always work well together, right? But let's talk about the successful aging part of this, because if we don't have some of these elements, at least in our awareness, we're not even going to know. We're not going to know what to do or how to do it, are we? Right. No, it, it's super challenging. I feel like there are seven components to successful aging. Um, very quickly, they are self uh, self excuse me, self-perception, resiliency, mindfulness, gratitude. Identify your aging role models, your aging role models. Know your values, your core values. 
have some self-compassion because I feel like you mentioned denial. We have to hold up the mirror when, especially if we're trying to help somebody else to and on their aging journey to what our own aging journey is actually looking like. Yeah. I, you talk about a role model. I, okay. I, I don't want to take over this interview because we got a lot to talk about, but I will tell you one of mine. And I got to meet her a bunch of years ago when I was doing a lot of speaking. I was bringing speakers in. And it's Shirley MacLaine. And mm-hmm. I watched her be a standing, amazing, powerful woman in her own. And, you know, you watch certain people in life and you get to know them. And I got to know her. And then you realize that you could learn something. Isn't that what we're here to do? Now, you must be a role model for so many people, what you do and how you do it. Let's talk about how we go from those seven things to incorporate a new perception and perhaps if we could just crack the ice around mindfulness. Right. And the <laughs> first thing is really identifying your habits that wake up, pay attention and making your own choices throughout your day. So when you are mindful of your patterns of behavior and you start to connect some dots with how you move around about your day, how you interact with various people, this is actually influencing your aging journey because you may be stuck in some old stories of yourself that you have brought along with you that are no longer serving you. And let me tell you, having worked in a nursing home for a really long time, we pack up all our baggage and we just bring it, march it right into that building with us. So you really right now in this moment want to have that mindful present moment awareness about what is not working in your life. Like what is it time to let go of? to release and think about what it is you want. What does the next five years look like for yourself? How do you want that to look? And how can you start to create that vision as you continue to age? And what do you think when you, when you sit back and this is every day for you, you are, you are helping people, you're coaching people, you're looking at ways to help them, but there's part of this. We have to look at who we are. Um, We can't, talk about accountability aging Mm. and not include success right i don't think in the conversation but yet when we talk about aging i bet if we were to take a survey very few people would associate success in aging with the number one level of consciousness because we think aging is already a done deal without and, and has very little success factors Right. Well, you read the biology of belief. You read successful aging. We know that cellularly, our thoughts are influencing what is happening biologically in our body. Undoubtedly, when your stress levels are up, when your cortisol is up, you're cellularly not going to be having great success throughout your day, right? We have to reduce that stress really finding out what is triggering you and how to reduce those triggers, I think is simple, but not easy. Really identifying what are your three top core values. I think that is, that's one of my top podcasts. That's the top podcast episode on my show is identifying your core values. Cause when you figure out what's really triggering you, making you angry, upset, jealous, whatever, On the flip side of it, those three core values is also going to be what brings you the most peace, 
right? So as you're building this future, thinking about successful aging, identifying those core values, you are going to have tremendous outcomes, game-changing outcomes. You know, it's interesting. I was talking to somebody and let's let's just let's just let to remind people of why we're talking about this today because we're talking about accountability aging, dropping that is not a plan. And you know, it's never been a plan. And that right. is that is the thing that is one of the most uh, and by the way, it is. It is quite unpredictable for a lot of people. And yet, here we are today, we're talking about the idea of being prepared, aren't we? But not being prepared burdenly. We're not saying to people, this is not a burden. Accountability aging is proactive. It's energizing. Your life will change in ways you can't even believe. That's really what the what the conversation is about today in some sense, isn't it? Absolutely. Because when you are feeling proactive and you expand your energy field, that gives you the ability to live into your purpose. Because if you are still breathing today, my friend, you still have purpose. Retired, schmired, like retirement is made up, old age is made up. You have purpose at every age all along the way. So you need that energy so that you can connect with what you're passionate about, what you're interested in, what brings you joy and how you want to continue to contribute and give back to the world. You're still here. You have a future until you don't. And that's when you're dead. So dropping dead is not a plan. Having just a few key things in place, your paperwork, you know what I mean? Building out your plan. If I can't take care of myself, which 70% of Americans at some point are going to need extra help, figure out what those systems are going to look like for you. And I'll tell you, because we're so spread out geographically all over the country, our families, the burden tends to fall on one family member. And let me tell you, not everybody's getting along. <laughs> Surprise. It's not. It's not. And oh. not everybody has the ability to step into the role. I think this is yeah. a show in itself. You know, we all make the assumption there's five family members and that everybody is equally capable. That is not true. Yeah. There are some family members that cannot make a decision. It's not their personality. They don't do it for their own lives. And sometimes they're thrust into a role where they have to. Don't we also have to be mindful of leadership roles of each role that each person can play. Yeah, we don't run our companies like this. Why would we run our families <laughs> like this? You know what I mean? Like I do. The, C- the CFO is not going to go out and do marketing, right? And your marketing person isn't necessarily going to make those decisions for that and that CEO level, right? So that goes back to the self-compassion for ourselves as we're aging, having a heightened awareness. Is it time to be pulling in additional resources, bringing in more help? set my plan in place that I've created proactively. And then with our families, who is good at what? What are your strengths? And you're right, that's a whole nother show. But, you know, tying into successful aging, the planning ahead is so beneficial to your health right now because worrying is not planning. No, it's not. Worrying is not planning. No, you know, I'm glad we talked about this today. I want to, you know, I want to thank you for this, but there is so much here to unpack and you'll do that in, you know, your future shows. But one of the things I think you said that's equally important is you've got to be able to ask for help and there aren't there resources now out there. I mean, isn't part of this message here, if you're not accustomed to asking for help, this is one point in your life. If you're in it, you need to really get comfortable with asking for help, right? Absolutely. I mean, and there's two, it's twofold. One is 
it's hard to know who to ask what of because we don't openly discuss who is good at what, right? And then two, there are actually multiple theories on why people do not seek additional resources, like reciprocation theory. Like if you do one for, to me, I and I can't reciprocate, then I'm reluctant to ask for help or equality theory, right? If someone is feeling like, well, if I now ask you for help, we're no longer of equal stature. That's a real challenge. So these theories are real. They come they come into play. But having the first thing is an awareness that it's it's time to start looking at what in your life is not really working for you so that you can set yourself up for success. Mm-hmm. We say we don't want to be a burden for anybody. Setting yourself up for success and being prepared is the best way to do that. Yeah. Uh, thank you for today. I want to ask you what your personal message, what you'd like to leave us with is, but also please remind people on how they can contact you and how they can get some help. My personal message is you are still here. You still have purpose. Don't get so caught up on your chronological age. Take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. There is a future and your future is so bright. I genuinely, genuinely believe that. My show is called Inspired Caring. It's on multiple platforms. And then I am available at michellemagner.com. One L in Michelle, michellemagner.com. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you. What are you most looking forward to as you get ready to take this message out even bigger? I think just hearing exactly what you said to me on the show today, that my message has already had a significant impact in you and how you're taking care of yourself. That's just what my greatest desire is for people. Yeah. Yeah. It is beyond important and it is, you know, beyond how anybody can explain it. Hopefully we'll do a show and I'll be able to break it down for you and how even the tiny details of a day make a difference Mm. in this world that you are so immersed in. And we're so grateful for you. Thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. I want to thank you all. Look, please don't make this a scary conversation. When you have Michelle in your corner, it's not. Reach out, ask questions. There's no question that goes unanswered. We may not have everything you need, but we want to demystify this and open up the portal of joy for you. We'll see you next time. Welcome to Family Healing with Rose and Dr. Pat. Are you struggling with painful, exhausting family relationships? Those relationships are in the heart of Rose's practice, and she believes they are the key ingredient in the recovery to our well-being. During the show, Rose will teach you how to take ownership and responsibility for your energy that comes to you as well as what you send out. What if your family is not the one you would have wished for? During this show, Rose and Dr. Pat will help you understand how to set boundaries, get long-deserved relief, achieve peace of mind, and even reconcile. Get ready to explore your possibilities coming from hardship to shining again. Family Healing with Rose starts now. Hey, everybody. Welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Uh, I'm Dr. Pat, and I get to take this journey with Rose. You know, today's show is is critically important, especially for the time we live in. It's not what it looks like. It's not what it looks like. Now, if you want to find out more about Rose, this is more than just somebody doing something for a career. This is a passion. 
living her life purpose, you can go to familyhealingwithrose.com. That easy, familyhealingwithrose.com. We've been doing an entire series with her, but this one is super, super important. And it's important for several reasons. All you need to do is look at the statistics, not just about breaking up, but look at what's happening in the family dynamic. And having a way out sometimes is the only way. That was true for my mom, and it's true for so many. But it's not what it looks like. Did you ever wake up, Rose, and look at and just like it just it's just not what it it's not what it looks like, right? <laughs> right. Hello, Dr. Pat. Hello, everybody. Yes, I think that becomes my middle name. It is not what it looks like. But yes, marriage, love. And then something happens or it creeps creeps up on us slowly. And it's no longer a fairy tale, even drama, trauma. So what now? Divorce? Maybe. In my opinion, divorce is a very important option to have. My parents divorced just like yours, and uh, it was a good decision, but it's messy. And even a amicable uh, separation is messy, especially when there are children. Now, I am asking, before I would never question, oh, something's not working, out. Yeah. But more and more I question, could uh, uh, a divorce be avoided? Should a divorce be avoided? Maybe sometimes. Now, I'm, I'm, I have two two examples to to share. Yeah, and you 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 you'll see what I, what I've what I what I have in mind. So first Go story. For it. Uh, let me let me read out first. Sorry, <clears throat> I cried myself to sleep the other night. You have no idea. My husband is leaving me with my best friend what can you can you what happened can you tell me more my friend came over it has been a while since we uh, saw each other we were supposed to chat have a glass of wine catch up and so forth but my husband came and he took over the conversation he talked nonstop with my friend Com- they completely disregarded me uh, he even told me to move aside because i was in their way and my friend, same thing. Anywho, uh, long story short, the wife became a third wheel for the rest of the evening and uh, just sat there silent and confused. And then she cried herself to sleep. My marriage is over. So what we did, we connected to the source and we asked a question, what is going on? Now, sometimes when we when we channel, sometimes the response comes in one conversation, in one shot, and sometimes it's over several several conversations, but they will always refer to each other. So here is what we get. You say friend, but this is not a good friend for you, so to speak. This friend, even though a nice person is taking your energy, what are you talking about? Okay, when you spend time with your friend, how do you feel? Good, we have a lot in common. And how do you feel at the end? Tired? 
Okay. Do you feel any physical pain or sores? My lower back usually hurts or my leg. Okay. Now think back. Is the pain on, on any side of you or of your body where your friend was the whole time or most of the time by any chance? Come to think of it, yes. Okay, here it is. Your friend is a very kind person. However, your friend takes your energy. Your friend is an energetic vampire. But she is a good and a kind person. Of course she is. That has nothing to do with this. This is not the vampires from movies. <laughs> 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 That's just my comment. That was not channeled. <laughs> she may not even be aware of what she is doing. She just is that way. And so your husband, here it comes, your husband, he's not interested in your friend romantic romantically or otherwise. Your husband, without knowing, without being aware, he can feel what is going on. And he stepped like a shield between the two of you. He is protecting you, not betraying you. So just let it go. This evening was never discussed with the spouse, with the husband. It also never repeated again. No drama, no divorce, done. Uh, what would be the normal human reaction to this? I let people have, let their fantasy go. The day after or the week after, and how much drama was avoided. Right. Okay. Right. They are still happily married. Right. And, you know, one of the things that totally exacerbates all this, Rose, is once upon a time, a situation like that could happen. And it happens in a, a way that we're not connected to digital devices, but we are now. And so that's the kind of a thing that if you pick that up, and you really go after your husband with that text messages, agonizing questions, right? On and on. The degree by which miscommunication could happen just exacerbates. And I think the hardest thing for people to do is do nothing. If you do nothing, then what? Then you have a monkey chatter in your head. That's right. And then you think that you don't have an option to sit down with someone like you and work it out. But but, there, but people do, and we don't pick that option a lot of times because either we don't think we have it or we have so much time that up here has now created an entire story, Oh, yeah. right? Yeah. I used to be very creative in that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm still a little creative. We laugh now, but it was not funny then. No, it was not funny. And let's talk about the outcome. Drama and trauma. Yeah. Drama and trauma could yeah. be the potential, right? But how much of this was avoided? How much from where you sit, right? Yeah. I have another example. Perfect. And uh, I, I think this is also a very, very good example. It's a little different, but also not unusual in the, in the world of energy. So here it goes. My husband is yelling to me. He's constantly on his phone, texting or talking with this woman. There we go. Uh, she used to be our friend many years ago. 
and but we lost touch over time. And now all of a sudden, she is contacting my husband, calling him, texting him night and day. She speaks badly about me. And she she she's just turning my husband against me. I think she's trying to seduce him even. What is going on? This doesn't make sense. This is not my family. This is not my husband. This is not me. I don't, this is not my life. What's going on? So again, we connect and we ask what is going on. And this is what we get. In a past life, there was a war. You were leading a liberation army, you, the, the, the client. When this woman saw you come into her town, she was relieved that you would save her and her family. Now, uh, you won the bottle, but there were casualties. And among others, the entire family of this woman perished. When she found out, she felt it happened because you just didn't care. She felt betrayed by you. And so she swore that she will take everything from you, everything you love, just like you did from her one by one. And she's been following you from lifetime to lifetime, trying to get revenge. So this is what is going on again. Now having this insight, we resolve the past with all the people involved on energetical level again. And the marriage just goes back to normal. No drama. Over. <laughs> Happy ending. You so, know, yeah. What, yes. I, I want to talk with you about this because we're talking about potentially potentially trauma is not even the right word combustible situation combustible you know what i mean mm -hmm. combustible what i mean by that is without the tools without having a place to go without understanding what's going on it turns into an emotional combustion now, what does that mean? Well, we're going to talk about that when we come back. But sometimes it's internal. You implode. Other times you explode. And then the third option, you do both. You implode <laughs> and explode. And there we go. When we come back, we're going to talk with Rose about what does it mean to learn together? What is learning together about? Because that's really what we're talking about. And the question really is, are you willing to learn about yourself? Are you willing to start and learn about yourself and your situation? Because if that's something you're willing to do, then you can really look at what is worth fighting for. Uh, let's take a short break. When we come back, Rose will walk us through this and talk about long-term, short-term solutions. But the point really is, were you even aware there could be solutions to those two stories? Incredibly fascinating, but real. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. 
Have you ever had a painful family memory you are not sure how to heal? Tune in to Family Healing with Rose each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. We are told we can't choose our family, but what if that family is not the one we would have wished for? Once a month, Dr. Pat and Rose engage in a discussion surrounding healing and family, showing you how to take true ownership and responsibility over your own energy. For more information, visit FamilyHealingWithRose.com. everybody welcome back you're listening to a great show family healing with rose i'm dr pat i get to take the journey of responsibility and ownership for our energy and the two stories that rose just shared there's so many more in the work that you do rose um look today's episode is not what it looks like if you can imagine it's not what it's looked like then how do you get the help and support take a minute rose and tell people about the work you do and the best way for them to contact you because you're not just reading stories. These are situations. These are people and scenarios that you work with through on a regular basis, right? Yes. <clears throat> um, they can contact me to my website, familyhealingwithrose.com. I work with people that went through or are going through trauma, drama, difficult family, family relationships, and I help them, if it's going on today, to look behind the curtains and to find out what's going on. Or if it's a past and it troubles them and they have a hard time of letting go, I show them how they can let go mm-hmm. so that in the end they can become the best of, of, of themselves and enjoy this life because it's a, an enjoy our planet because we are a, we're living during exciting times and on a beautiful planet. And we came here to experience, learn, and be joyful. Mm, okay. Yeah. Not so, to suffer. Exactly. And I think that's really for for me when I'm when I when we're doing these shows and talking about it, that's really the best kept secret kept secret on the planet. And and yet there certainly are situations that rise up that people need to get out of. I mean, we know that the statistics are very clear. Um, we're not talking about those. We're not talking about abusive relationships, which you should do something immediately about. You know, we're talking about situations that you can walk through and walk through easily. Yes. You know, I want to ask you a question about both of these scenarios. It sounds like in both cases, the people had a fairly decent forum for communication. You know, they it didn't seem like, especially the first story, but they just didn't have the tools to communicate about what was really going on. You know, it, for them, it was what it looked, what they were looking at was the reality of what they were seeing. How do you help people come to the table to get this kind of help? Because a lot of times, the point of pain isn't great enough for for people to ask for help. But you were able to help these people in a way they wouldn't have gotten help otherwise. And that was going to be a potentially disastrous scenario. Well, they they lived through this and they knew about me and they just uh, called me. Can you help me? Yeah. I'm I'm confused. I don't know what to do. Uh, um, Am I going to divorce or... Or what am I going to do? What do I do with this? 
I have this in my, you know, this fell in my lap. What do I do with this? And then when we look behind, it's something completely, completely different. And it's just, I mean, these two were, oh, okay, I understand. (laughs) 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 And that's it. (laughs) You know, uh, Rose, there's one of the things I want to ask you about since we are talking about this. But it has to do with a couple of terms that we have put out in our pop culture. One of them is transparency. That that term is is you've been used more in the past five years than in the history and the creation of the word. Um, and it is an idea of being totally transparent with someone. Meaning, let's say we're getting ready to engage in a relationship. Of course, it takes time to get to know each other, right? I mean, what do they say? Mm-hmm. You don't know somebody till you live with them. Boy, isn't that the truth? Uh-huh. Yes. But there really are some things that if you're aware of it, you perhaps want to have a conversation about important things. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because you could see potentially combustible, it's not what it looks like moments, especially if we have secrets. Now we've talked about family secrets on another show, but how do you help couples, people, or families come together to learn the art of of being transparent, of saying, look, this is a conversation we should have. This is in my heart. And, And this I find is one of the latest, let's just call it, hot spots in relationships because everybody thinks if I just text you, it's going to be all good. Well, we are not yet, we are not yet used to, to address our energetic life on daily basis. Most of people don't even know we exist. And the ones that hear it at first may say, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's nonsense. So I don't think we are ready to discuss as far as I discuss with my clients. Because, and, and, and when we go there, it's, it's so touching. The truth is simply there. And it's so touching. And there is so much love and compassion. We have no idea how much love and compassion is deep inside of each of us and in our past, in our genes. But there are other ways that we can help. And, and this is the, the, the marriage counseling and the pre-marriage counseling and things like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there can be a lot of questions asked, right? And the partners can learn. Oh, let's be frank. We don't even know how to how to speak about our right. daily events. Right. Okay? So it's it's rather these are things that we 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 are trying to learn actually lifetime after lifetime how to live with each other how to connect because we still don't know, really know it is yeah. 
if we could have honest conversations before we enter into relationships, yeah, it would look different then. It would yeah. look different. And the reason you are in the future, I don't know. I know. Well, the reason I bring it up is, you know, sometimes there's a lesson and sometimes there's not. I mean, do we analyze every disagreement? Do we analyze every conversation? Do we analyze every text message? Exactly. And, you know, it's almost like a feeding frenzy of of analysis, right? No, we don't. We don't have to analyze every single thing. I mean, that doesn't make sense. Then we're going to live in, an, an, instead of living, we'll be analyzing. No. <laughs> but how how to know? Well, I see two avenues. One is really obvious and one is subtle. The obvious one is when something, what is going on is just plain, plain wrong. Okay. Violence, abuse, and et cetera, et cetera, has no place. That, that has to be addressed. Now, it can be addressed by the means that we have, depending on the situation. Um, around us and then also we can go and find out on the energy level to find out what is going on because I really do this is my lifestyle now I am not interested repeating my lessons over and over and over this life the next life whatsoever so I just go and find out what is going on and oh I understand okay well how can I do this differently and that's it so this this goes for the obvious, even with violence. And then also there is the subtle avenue. When the most insulting words can just fly by, not affect us at all. And then on the other hand, completely innocent words will stab us in the heart or give a kick to the stomach. And then what? It triggers you. It's on your mind when you go to sleep. It is it, it, the first thing when you wake up. It creeps on you when you're doing something completely unrelated or when something is repeating. Now, this is a signal. Oh, okay. This keeps coming back. This is repeating and it really bothers me. So this is something that you have to look into and find out what is going on. Some people would say, oh, you just gave me an excuse. Uh, This is a loophole loophole here. Oh, I can do now anything I feel like, anything I want. And I'm just going to say, oh, it's not what it looks like. It's a karma or, or um, oh, it's my soul that makes me do it. No, 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 <laughs> never. There is no, there are no loopholes in energy. Now, energy always knows the truth. And the truth is the intention behind our actions. And energy is always honest. Truth may have many faces depending on how many people, right? But the truth cannot be bent. So we have to be responsible for our energy and do not use it as an excuse for our actions, okay? But uh, (laughs) yeah, the, the, the main thing is, does it bother me? Is it repeated? Is it important to me? Then we go and find out. Yeah. Now, in, 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 and I keep repeating this, I repeat myself a lot, but we can never repeat ourselves enough. Our human experience has been from one extreme to another. Okay. And, and, and this has been going for thousands of years. So of course we, 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 we've been over thousands of years, we've been conditioned to believe that this is the way to live. 
if we have to suffer and then if we are able to if we suffer then we can feel the joy and we can appreciate but um no not really no we know now that no pain no gain it's another myth we can do learn work create work hard and still have fun do it without the suffering do it without the drama do it with the emotions that we want what do you want you want to create with curiosity with joy with love with compassion there we can do that we 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 are we are alive we, we are allowed it's our birthright i mean I, I believe we are living in very exciting times for yeah. the maybe for the first time we have the opportunity to transform yeah. ourselves to raise our vibration to heal ourselves and our ancestors while we are still alive we don't have to die to heal it, yeah. it's amazing we we our ancestors what did they only went through wars suffering famine plague whatnot and yet they gave us life so here i am it's so nice to be able to help not just myself but also those that may may have erred did something wrong, but they did the, 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 what, what they could. And here I come and I, and I extend a helping hand. What it is for them, I can, I do not have words to describe it. And, and what it does also for me back, it's, it's also beautiful. It's beyond words. Yeah. I mean, we, 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 we can heal. We can come back to balance. And like it or not, we are all connected. We've seen it. We've seen it in past few years with the virus, how connected we are. We see it now. We have fires in Quebec and the smoke travels far in the U.S. and all over, even over the ocean to Europe. So we know better. We can do better. There is always a different option. And I'm I'm saying this again. We are not victims. We are the heroes. We have the opportunity to do something remarkable. Yeah, yeah we do. Rose, thank you so much because I always love that you're bringing to the forefront a way for people to help themselves. And again, mm-hmm. we're not saying that everybody stays together, but what we are saying is there's an outcome that you probably don't see right now. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Please go to familyhealingwithrose.com. Rose, thank you so much for everything. Um, and the message, the message to all of you is we know that you're having a tough time. The numbers show it, the statistics show it, chronic illness show it. We know all of that. But I'm, I'm telling you right now, those stories you heard from Rose, those are true. Please give her a call. Please reach out and please find out the way, the pathway for you. Uh, And if you do that, that's what Family Healing with Rose is all about. We'll see you next time. Welcome to Family Healing with Rose and Dr. Pat. Are you struggling with painful, exhausting family relationships? Those relationships are in the heart of Rose's practice, and she believes they are the key ingredient in the recovery to our well-being. 
During the show, Rose will teach you how to take ownership and responsibility for your energy that comes to you as well as what you send out. What if your family is not the one you would have wished for? During this show, Rose and Dr. Pat will help you understand how to set boundaries, get long-deserved relief, achieve peace of mind, and even reconcile. Get ready to explore your possibilities coming from hardship to shining again. Family Healing with Rose starts now.